Hello and welcome to the Locked on Flyers podcast for Tuesday, June 16th, your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high-quality content that is excited to talk about our prospect, Noah Cates. I'm surprised it took us this long to talk about Noah. Listen, dark horse, love him. (laughs) So, you know, I feel like he might even be one of the last ones that we have to talk about. That isn't currently on the Phantoms or something, so. Yeah, or that we'll see in the next couple of years. Um, Yeah. That's very true. If you don't know, we have previewed tons of prospects, so make sure you follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, so you'll get all of our episodes, including our prospect ones, here on the Locked On Sports Network, your team every day. We're your hosts. I'm Danielle. And I'm Rachel. And like I said, today we are going to talk about Noah Cates with our returning guest, Avash Kalra, who is a senior writer for College Hockey News. And then we will wrap up with our Flyers fun thing. Don't forget, you can follow us on Twitter at LockedOnFlyers. Tweet us any of your questions for our weekly mailbag or let us know what you think about Noah or any of our other prospects. You can also email us at LockedOnFlyers at gmail.com. To give a little bit of background on Noah Cates, he was drafted in 2017 in the fifth round, 137th overall, and he went, he plays uh, for the University of Minnesota Duluth. As a freshman, he had nine goals, 14 assists for 22 points in 40 games. And that season, he seemed to really break out. I don't think that there was a lot of um, expectations for Noah, and he ended up playing for in the World Junior Championships and had a goal and two assists. Once he came back, it seemed like he was on fire and ended up helping his team go win the national championships with the Bulldogs, which he has talked about and we will talk about how it was just like such an important part of his life and the fact that he got to do it with his brother. After his freshman season, he came into development camp with, I think, all eyes on him. Everyone was excited to see him. He was one of the highly... um, viewed college prospects that the Flyers had and he ended up having a really good Flyers development camp and his brother even got asked to attend and you could really see the chemistry when they were both paired together. Then moving on to his sophomore year uh, that he just wrapped up he had 14 goals 19 assists for 33 points in 34 games uh, just a little bit below a point per game and this I think you really just saw Noah just transform into an all-around player. He put up some, he was put in some really key positions for the Bulldogs and he did not disappoint. So as of right now, it seems like Noah is going to return back to Minnesota Duluth and this time with a C on his chest. So he is now returning in his junior year as the captain of the team. And so that'll be really exciting to see what he does next season. There's a really good article that we will link that just gives you a little bit of insight on Noah himself with quotes from him and quotes from his coach. Um, and it's, it's, is Noah the best college prospects for the Flyers? Which that is pretty big to say when we all, we all know we love Wade Allison. So without further ado, we will get into our interview with Avash because we go in even more depth and you'll get a really good understanding of Noah and his style of play. So like we previewed, we have to welcome back Avash. Thank you so much for joining us to talk about Noah Cates. Sure. Thanks for having me. Of course. We enjoyed it so much last time. We had to have you back. Um, And a bit of a different prospect, this one with Noah. I think Mm -hmm. the games are a little bit different uh, than Wade. 
But um, so, yeah, let's jump right in. So Noah Cates was a fifth round pick. Uh, and as a fifth round pick, I think he shocked Flyers fans when he went to the University of Minnesota Duluth. Um, we were not expecting uh, the freshman season uh, for him. So what do you think it's a, what do you think it is about his game that has allowed him to find so much success? Yeah, so um, exactly as you said, it, it's been a few years since he was drafted, fifth round pick, and um, you know, he, he, going into that draft, he had a really good uh, final season in high school in his hometown, Stillwater, Minnesota. So Stillwater High is the name of the school, and he was the captain. He um, averaged about two points a game in high school, um, and so he was kind of known as a prolific scorer um, for his his program at that point. Um, you know. At that age, um, coming out of high school, you know, for for the listeners, you know, there's a lot, a lot of um, complexities in the NHL draft rules, and and that is probably a, a show on its own, and you, we don't have time to go into all of it. But the point the point is, when you drafted at that age or at that point in his career, the Flyers had about five years essentially to to watch his uh, or still of uh, his amateur eligibility to watch, um, and so he he. He went to the USHL for a couple of years and then went to Minnesota Duluth. So um, for for folks who don't know, college players tend to be older than a typical college freshman. So, you know, most people go to college as a freshman at 17, 18. Um, in hockey, it's more like 19 or 20. Uh, so there's a little bit of maturity just to begin with. And so when he um, arrived at Minnesota Duluth for his freshman year, he'd, he'd had that high school experience, but then he'd also had some junior hockey experience. Um, and uh, that junior hockey experience was after the draft. So he had already grown by the time he was a freshman in college, and he was joining a team that had won the national championship the year before, and uh, the freshmen on that team, the, the, when they won the championship prior to Noah joining the team, were very trusted. So he was joining a team that uh, brought rookies in and put them right into the fire, so to speak, um, from the beginning, um, and that's the culture there. So his freshman year... He had a decent start, but really what I think probably impressed Flyers fans and the Flyers organization watching him is that he went to the World Juniors uh, halfway through, had a great experience there, um, and really grew and matured playing with, you know, the best junior players in the world. And that really helped propel his career uh, at Minnesota Duluth. Yeah, I think so, too. That World Juniors for him was eye-opening, I think, for a lot of people in that he unexpectedly stood out on that team, given how deep that team is top to bottom from USA hockey. So it was, it was pretty remarkable. Yeah. It allowed him to develop more strength, confidence with and without the puck. And those, those really helped um, take his game to the next level. I mean, he was, he was, you know, he was a scorer at the high school level, although uh, you know, how that projects to being, you know, a good college or, or pro player is, is often hard to, to assess. But really, it's it's uh, that full 200-foot um, game with and without the puck that he really learned as a freshman, especially when he went to the World Juniors, absolutely. So what do you think it is then about the Bulldogs that has allowed them to be this consistent and to allow Noah Cates to grow in that system? Yeah, I mean, Minnesota Duluth is uh, a sort of blue blood program in college hockey i mean it's a dynasty kind of in the making for nhl fans you know probably the most famous nhl player uh to have gone to minnesota duluth was brett hull um it's his alma mater but um 
over the last decade, especially, they've been spectacular. I mean, Scott Sandlin is their head coach. And by the way, Scott Sandlin was actually an assistant coach uh, at that World Juniors that Noah played in. Uh, but Scott Sandlin's the head coach. He's been there for about two decades as the head coach. Um, and in the last 10 years, they've won the national championship three times, including the last two. Um, they've actually played in the last three national title games. They lost uh, to Denver, and then they won the next two titles. Uh, they were really in a great position to win a third in a row. In fact, they would have been the first college team to win three in a row if they did it uh, since the 1950s. But of course, the season was was canceled uh, or cut short due to the COVID-19 pandemic. But the culture there has, is one of winning. And I kind of touched on this uh, a second ago. But, you know, when they won that first national championship in 2018, of their six starting def uh, defensemen, five were freshmen. So th they, they bring in players who are ready to go from the beginning. Uh, they have great scouting um, and a, just a great uh, uh, coaching staff that has created the, a culture of winning. Um, Scott Sandlin uh, is really beloved by all of his players, too. And I'm sure uh, Noah um, would attest to this. His, his game has grown tremendously under that coaching staff. You know, seeing Noah's development, I hope one day I can get uh, that way with cars. And the best way that I've done that is by choosing rockauto.com to get all of my parts. Unlike chain stores, rockauto.com has everything for everybody and they have reliably low prices and they offer the best price for the product that you're looking for. And they don't like upcharge you because if you're doing it yourself or if you're a professional. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require a membership or a login. That's right, Danielle. And because they're a family business, they've served customers online for over 20 years. They're somebody that I trust to go to to shop for auto and body parts from over 100 manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules, brake parts to tail lamps to motor oil and even carpet for your car. Whether you're a classic or a daily driver, you can get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered straight to your door. And the website is really easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle, choose the brands and specs and prices that, that you want to see. And best of all, the prices at rockauto.com are reliably low and they're the same for everyone. So why spend twice as much for the same part? Go to rockauto.com and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com We have an article that we talked about earlier uh, that uh, Sandlin talks about Noah and just like his growth uh, throughout his two years there. And you, you can really see it. And I, I felt like you could really see how much the coaching staff trusts Noah uh, this season when um, his brother went down early in the se or I guess halfway through um, and they switched Noah to center from left wing. Um, how did you think Noah played as a center uh, in college hockey? Yeah. So he, um, he, as you mentioned, you know, he's a, uh, his natural position is a left wing. Um, and uh, he and Jackson is, who's his brother, as you mentioned, you know, they, they, they both went to Minnesota Duluth at the same time. They, they grew up together. They're very, actually very similar. Um, I talked to them both at the same time on a phone call a few, few months ago. And it's kind of funny because after, after a few minutes, I, I stopped being able to tell who was, who was talking because they sounded <laughs> the same. 
uh, I had to have them <laughs> tell me at the beginning of their answer whether it was Noah or Jackson because they're even the way they talk it was the same. It was kind of funny. I asked them if uh, there were any differences between them, and there was like a long silence, and then they just started laughing. So they take the same classes. They, uh, um, they, you know, they're roommates in college, so they're very similar. They played on a line together, and yeah, as you said, Jackson was injured. Um, uh, Jackson being the center, and uh, Noah switched to from from the wing to the center. He's played. He actually played center before. He actually played some center in high school. So um, I think the coaching staff probably, excuse me, in junior hockey, I don't, I'm not sure about high school, but I know he played center in junior hockey. And so I'm sure the coaches knew that uh, he was versatile. So when Jackson uh, went out, Noah played really well, actually. I mean, his, his sophomore season just as a whole was, was terrific. You know, he had um, 33 points in 34 games, but especially the second half of the season was uh, he was really on a roll when he when Jackson went out and Noah went moved to center. I think he Noah seemed to um, uh, be focusing a lot more on playmaking ability in terms of assists uh, rather than going to the net as much. Um, so taking on just kind of a more um, big picture role, and then of course uh, working on on his defense as well as a center. You know, he was ready for that. He's he's very very versatile. He's multifaceted. He's played penalty kill, power play. Um, he's improved defensively. So he had the maturity to do that, uh, to switch to center and uh, really excelled, especially five on five in that role. You mentioned his brother Jackson and I personally and the Lockdown Flyers podcast is obsessed with hockey siblings and how they relate to each other. And, you know, as we mentioned, Jackson got an invite to the Flyers camp last summer as an invitee. Mm-hmm. And from, you know, what you said and from what I personally observed at that camp, they play so well together and Jackson did not seem out of place. But given that, you know, Noah is the official Flyers prospect here, do you think that he's better when he's around Jackson or do you think like that he can be successful without him? Oh, he can certainly be successful without him. I mean, um, you know, it's it's not uncommon in college i mean uh, in hockey families certainly for siblings to grow up playing together and uh even sometimes go to college together um noah is is a you know high class sort of skill um player and uh you know he like i said he played junior hockey for two years on a separate junior team than his brother prior to the two of them kind of reuniting uh at minnesota duluth so um and he played really well there as we said he played uh, exceptionally well when jackson wasn't there as well so they they play together on a line i think because of the coaching staff is smart to put them on a line i mean they they they, they know where each other is going to be um on the ice and they because of playing together for so long but and so they have that chemistry but noah has exceptional skill at both ends of the ice um and uh just really really exceptional on the walls especially um, going into areas that maybe not, not all players, you know, want to go play in. And um, he's, he's, a, he's a great playmaker. He's very skilled. For those who, you know, you can probably look it up on YouTube. There's, he, he scored like a highlight reel goal on that World Juniors that was, uh, um, you know, on all the highlight shows after he scored it. Uh, I'm blanking on which team he scored it against, but uh, it was one of those behind, you know, puck be- through the legs uh, and then behind the back leg goals. Um, that was, uh, you know, really put him on the map on that World Juniors. 
I, th- I want to say it was against Canada. I'm not 100 percent sure though, because I think I remember. <laughs> I think I remember seeing that one. It's funny. Uh, I was going to say Canada, but but you know I didn't want to insult <laughs> Canadian uh, uh, listeners uh, and turn out to be wrong. But uh, yeah, it, either way though, Noah Noah really uh, he's he he's he's a great player and and uh, on his own without without question. Yeah, I mean, it genuinely seems like it. Um, and I just want to touch on what you said. It seems like Noah plays in every situation. I mean, the confidence of the coaching staff with him is is unlimited. So to look at his game now, like, where do you think he should continue to work on, or where he needs to improve to make that next, uh, to take that next step to to play in the NHL or with the Phantoms in the AHL? Yeah. So. Um... It's it's a good question, um, and it's uh, it's uh, I think I think we'll better be able to know once he comes back, presumably for his junior year, and and continues to grow and um, kind of get a sense of of how he's going to project going into his professional career because you know he's still he's still an amateur at this point. But um, his uh, the 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 one thing I would say in response to that question is that since he was drafted, um, he's take he's gone from this kind of scrawny skill player uh, into a much more mature, you know, winger mostly who can play in all situations. He's, he's grown taller and he's grown bigger. And, uh, you know, he was like 160 ish pounds. I think when he was drafted, he's, he's, you know, 190, 195, I believe now. And um, probably uh, if he continues to put on a little bit of weight um, uh, might, uh, might help his game a little bit. Um, especially if he plays more at center. The other thing that would help it probably is a little bit more, uh, more speed. Although again, to be honest, that's that I'm, I'm, you know, um, uh, maybe being overly critical just to, to answer the question. Cause he, cause as a sophomore, he, uh, and this probably reflects on the coaching staff, um, his speed improved as well. So, um, I think that, uh, those areas are things that he'll continue to work on. I think mostly, you know, at this stage for him, though, uh, it's just experience. I mean, he just needs more experience on the ice in different situations uh, with high level skill opponents. uh, And that'll continue to allow him to grow in both strength and confidence. Yeah, that that definitely makes sense. And I I ask that because with all my research that I've, you know, looked into Noah, I was just surprised he wasn't, he didn't sign a contract now. Like I really couldn't see any holes that he needed to go back and fix his junior Uh year. Uh Um, But after learning about the organization, like it makes sense that he would want to go back and try to win another championship before, you know, uh, signing with the Flyers. So that does make sense. Yeah. And, you know, from there, from, and I'm, I, I can't speak for Noah or any, any collegiate athlete, but the way that their sophomore season for for Noah and Jackson, obviously as well. The, the way their season ended um, may push them to uh, to want to come back because mm-hmm. there's unfinished business. I mean, you know, they played right. one weekend and then a few days later, uh, uh, the season was completely was canceled and they didn't have yeah. a chance to defend that national championship. So from their perspective, I think there's unfinished business at the college level. Yeah, it's always tough to know where that line is. And you're right about the season kind of ending abruptly and you want to go back and see if you could win that next championship. So I I totally get it. You were here, as we talked earlier, to talk about Wade Allison in a previous episode, who is another one of our top college prospects. But can you speak to the differences between the two of them? And if you had to make a prediction who you would see having a more successful NHL career in the future? 
Yeah, so don't hold me to this, obviously. But <laughs> um, well, you know, Wade, as we talked about on the, the podcast where we talked about Wade Allison, you know, he's a power forward. He throws his weight around, uh, even though he's great around the net. I think one big difference is, you know, Wade's got a very powerful, probably more of a powerful shot than Noah. But Noah, I think, has more natural skill. Um, and uh, I'd put Kate's just a little bit higher just because of how versatile he is in, in all situations. But I mean, Allison's right there. And when you're talking about going to the NHL level. I mean, he has size and that's extremely important, uh, obviously. So um, uh, I'd put Kate's just a, a hair above Allison, but it's pretty close, honestly. They're, they're um, kind of a different style of players and so hard to compare. Uh, you know, they, they play in the same conference in college, so it's kind of fun when they, I guess, when they play against each other. Um, I'm sure there's uh, scouts in the buildings for, for those ones, but he, he, uh, uh, Kate, Kate's is, is uh, you know, projects certainly to, to being a, a high quality professional player at some point. Yeah, that was a, that was a hard question, but it was so interesting. There's a, an article going around saying that Kate's is the best collegiate player in the flyer system. And mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like we all we're biased. So we say every prospect that we focus on is like one of the best, but I think there there is a divide in the Flyers fans that either you really like Wade Allison or you really like Noah Cates. So it's just interesting mm-hmm. to see how they might pan out. Sure. Okay, so focusing a little bit more on Noah and his track to the NHL, um, would you be surprised if he made that jump straight from college to the NHL and not really spending too much time in the AHL? Or do you see um, that he might need to spend that time developing in the AHL? Yeah, so... I think that uh, he, um, again, a lot will depend on how he does in his junior year. But, I mean, if he continues on this kind of trajectory, I don't see why he couldn't step right into an NHL role. Um, As I think we all know, there's so much that goes into that. uh, And sometimes it's just luck. Uh, Sometimes it's what the team needs at any given moment or at what time of the season they sign and whether there's a hole to fill. Um, I think that if he signs in an off-season kind of situation um then uh then it would be reasonable to expect that he'd probably play a little bit in the american hockey league and then move up to the nhl but again uh that's that's hard to say i think he has a skill set certainly to go from college to the nhl so i think that's the the ceiling um and uh and something to strive for without question um you know he's got like i said he's strong on pucks he's got great bot kind of great body position. Uh, Sandalin, I know, believes he'll sign after his junior year, and I think that's kind of the feeling for most people. Um, he's he's a smart hockey player, and I think he's got all the tools to, um, to go to the next level. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised either, and I think that he has that advantage because he is so versatile, and he has been used in so many different situations that mm-hmm. it's he's just like an easy person to like bring up straight through and play exactly. like a bottom six, yeah. Exactly. So the question that people love to hate is <laughs> uh, trying to come up with an NHL comparable. Is is there somebody currently active in the NHL that you think you could compare him to? Yeah. So the 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 one person, uh, and I like to think about players who've also had similar experiences too. So you know, played in college and then gone to uh, uh, to the pros eventually as well. So so one name that. Um, we can think about maybe uh, is Jake Gensel. Um, 
He plays for, I don't, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to even name the team he plays for on this particular podcast, but uh, um, he plays for the Penguins. Um, but he, you know, he played for Nebraska Omaha uh, in college and then, uh, you know, ended up, you know, playing uh, well at the NHL level as well. The reason I think about Jake Gensel is, you know, Gensel went from, you know, uh, not particularly heralded at one point, you know, and maybe you can think about the same for Cates like earlier in his career. Uh, before he really came on the scene same with Gensel and then ended up being you know top six forward um, you know helps that he you know played a lot on a line with Sidney Crosby and uh, that obviously that helped his production but he's versatile too and so in situations where a team needs him power play penalty kill five on five really wherever and, and the kind of player who doesn't really complain doesn't have an ego doesn't have to be on the top line or the fourth, you know, compared to the fourth line, you just go wherever you're put and you play well. And so, so someone like that really helps the team um, and is, you know, a high, highly valuable player um, for an organization. And so I think that's why Minnesota Duluth and Scott Sandlin love Noah Kate so much. And I think that's why um, Flyers uh, fans and the Flyers organization will, will love him as well. Like if Noah can pan out to be, half of Jake Gensel, I will be ecstatic because you're right. He is so versatile. And I mean, he really has proved himself at, at least to me this past season with uh, um, his production and, and his uh, points without playing without like, you know, Sid. So yeah, I would, I would love, I would love that. That, that would put a smile on my face. And also doesn't hurt as bad as like two of our like highly like I think our first round picks got drafted and they were like who do you model your game after who do you admire and they all were like Jake Gensel you were just like really you just put the jersey on do you have to bring him up so yeah yeah I won't I will say though that even Flyers fans I think Jake Gensel is one of those guys that you're like yeah I'd really like to have him on our team Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like you can't hate him yeah (laughs) Well, that one moment in the playoffs where he like scored well, four goals right. <laughs> like yeah. in one game, that was a little tough. But yes, I absolutely agree. That was awesome. Avash, we have to say thank you again. That was a really good conversation. And I'm very excited for Noah Cates. I know that he's a little ways off, but I'm excited to follow him in his season next year. Definitely. I, I think it'll be a great season for him. So yeah, no, I appreciate uh, the opportunity to come on and talk about him. All right, we have to give a, a special thank you to Avash for joining us again. Talking about college prospects with him are, is just so fun, and Noah is no exception. So I want to leave us with a, a couple fun Flyers fun things. So like I spoke about in the beginning of the episode, the article, Flyers Best College Prospect, it's such an informative read about Noah. He gives so many fun quotes. The coach talks about him and it just gets you really excited because it's like, there's nothing this kid can't do. So I'm excited to see him with the flyers and the phantoms. Um, and then I have, um, we put some plays that Noah did in this past season, a couple power play goals and another goal with his, uh, another goal with his brother. So this was earlier in the season. With that, we want to thank you guys for listening to today's show. We'll be back again tomorrow where we have our weekly mailbag. So hurry and get your questions in. You don't know where to ask us? Find us on Twitter at LockedOnFlyers or LockedOnFlyers at gmail.com. We always want to hear from you. I'm Danielle. You can find me on Twitter at Danielle underscore Nick. That's Danielle underscore N-I-C-C. 
And I'm Rachel. I'm on Twitter at rmiriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M. Now tune into the latest episode of Locked On NHL. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. Experience the empowering feeling of the Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Lease the 2024 RX350 Premium All-Wheel Drive for $5.28 a month for 36 months with $49.99 to its signing. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Call 1-800-USA-LEXUS for important lease offer and pricing details. Not all customers will qualify. Offer in the Lexus Eastern area in its April 1st, 2024.